This episode is brought to you by Levitt Pavilion. This summer, check out one of my favorite outdoor concert venues in Denver, Levitt Pavilion. May through October, Levitt is offering ticketed and totally free all-ages concerts. I feel like we just go to anything that's free because it's like the kids can be at the show and it's people aren't weird about it and you can like bring a picnic. It's awesome. Some of the free shows this season include Iskali, Melvin Seals, War and Treaty, Sunny War, Chali Tuna, and more. To RSVP for free shows and buy tickets, plus see the full concert schedule, go to levittdenver.org. That's levittdenver.org. My friends in Germany said, you always sound like you are just coming out of bed. <laughs> you, sound, you sound fresh? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know either. Um, welcome to CityCast Denver. My name is Paul Caroli. I am sitting here for the first mayoral interview of our series, Mayoral Madness. We're going to be talking to all 17 candidates if we can. And I'm so excited to welcome Renata Behrens to the show. Thank you very much. I am happy to be here and um, being interviewed. I am ready to fight all the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot. There are a lot. We were just talking a little bit. Yes. You have 16 opponents. Yes. And you met one of them at the Martin Luther King Jr. Day Parade. Yes, I did. Um, he was a gentleman, 84 years old. And I, I um, was opposing him and asked him, Sir, can you please give me your signature? I'm running for mega and I would like to be on the ballot. And he gave me a nice big grin and a bigger grin and a laugh. And then he said, I am running too for mega. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a funny story. And then we were talking a little bit. He's a gentleman, you know, mm -hmm. but... Um, I, I come um, to this later because the signatures. But he was telling me um, that he heard some people talking about the mayor's race and that there were some very old people. One was, was uh, I don't know, I cannot remember the number, but he himself is 84 years old. Right. You know, and he is one of that kind, what I wanted to add right now, mm -hmm. who didn't, didn't have the courage or he was not willing to collect the signatures himself. Okay. He paid somebody to get the uh, signatures. And all the people that I met, they paid somebody to get the signatures. You know, what kind of mayor would that be? You know, he doesn't listen to the public. He doesn't listen to their sorrows and their hopes, their problems. He doesn't want to be in touch with them. What kind of mayor? A push-button mayor? A technocrat? What's that? So I take it you gathered your own signatures. What did you learn from the 300 people that signed, signed for you? I met almost 600 people because that was my goal, to, to get as many signatures as I could. And that was a very hard job, I can tell you. Sometimes when I came home in the evening or even at night, I didn't know my name anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was so exhausted, you know, meeting all people and not being welcome to enter the private sphere, that's something else. Yeah. You have to be very strong. And I, 
I am a very shy person by nature, but I was. <laughs> I'm not sure I believe that you're shy. Just in a I few minutes, I was always strong other. enough to be nice and polite, mm -hmm. and when uh, when I was approaching them, and you know, I met people who were so frustrated that they just said no. Okay, and some other added a, a gesture, a gesture like throwing garbage away. Mm. But uh, I am not garbage. But I got over that, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, later on, I I was teaching some people who only said no. I I made a little a bow. What is it? I a bow. I, I, like I, a, I made a little bow and uh -huh. said, no, thank you. And they turned back, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a lecture, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. Well, Renata, I have, to, I have to tell you, you were kind of difficult to find. I am both difficult I, you, to... You, you were difficult for me to find. Yeah, I know. I, I looked I know. at the, the list of 17 candidates. I Googled everybody. I tried to find people. I looked at campaign websites. I didn't see a campaign website for you. I, I no, I do not have a website. I do not have the money for for that. Okay, okay. But what I did find was one document online. It was a flyer from the Windsor Gardens Retirement Community, which is where we sit right now. It showed that you ran for the board of directors in 2016. Oh yeah. What happened in that race? Oh, they didn't need it. They didn't want me because. Um, I was uh, an expert in property maintenance and in real estate, and they didn't need a person that knows what he is or she is doing. They needed somebody else who, who is very likable and who is always smiling and nodding and who is always okay with everything. And I'm not that way. I am very straight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what did you learn from that experience? Like... How are you going to convince the people of Denver that you're right for the mayor's job when you couldn't convince your your fellow Windsor Gardens community members that you, you were know, right for the board of directors? In Windsor Gardens, most people are women. And women and women, that's not good, you know. I can I do not like women. <laughs> okay. I like men anyway. <sighs> okay. Uh, Windsor Gardens, that's, that's, that was long ago. But I would like to, uh, to tell you some more about my experience collecting signature. Sure. Yeah. Tell me. Uh, most of the people said, no, thank you. And I, I crossed my fingers. And um, sometimes there was something else. A nice gentleman, a younger gentleman, gave me a bag of sweets. <laughs> and I was close to homeless people, so I shared them with, with the homeless people. Okay. And another one. Another one that's a rich, a rich guy in Windsor Gardens, he gave me 20 bucks for financing my, my campaign. And at a Martin Luther King event, um, a young man, a younger man, a poor man, gave me a precious $1 bill okay. for financing my campaign. I really love that. And when collecting my, uh, all these uh, signatures, um, everything uh, went fine. I had a lot of chats and some nicer conversations. I'm sure. And one day, very close to my favorite uh, grocery, um, a very special gentleman came to see me and wanted to sign for, uh, for my ballot. And 
he said, I want to sign. And then he said, uh, after a little break, if you marry me. <laughs> What'd you say? I couldn't say anything because I went through that before. Well, I want to talk to you about your candidacy. Why, why do you want to be mayor? Yeah, that's the question. Um, this country doesn't do anything for me, and so I think I should do something for this country, for Denver. And um, I can do a lot for Denver because I am schizophrenic, but I'm not ill. You know, this half of my body with the heart, that's German, and the other four-fifths, Uh, American. And so I always live in two worlds and I have a different view of this or of that. And I can contribute to things here in America a lot. Um, people who never got out of the country don't see some things. Um, They don't have perspective on their own That's what I mean. That's, that's not negative. They, no, I they, don't think so. I understand what you're saying. You're saying you bring an outsider's perspective, but also you've lived here. Yeah. And um, in this nation, where, where in this uh, country where all the nations of the earth are assembled, they mm -hmm. are together, with the Americans, we could learn and we can learn a lot if we are willing but mostly we do not want to learn, right? Mm. Anyway, I want to become mayor. Mm -hmm. Yes. I was, my marriage went to pieces. Um, I do not want to talk about that. Anyway, I was homeless for a long time and I made it out of that and uh, there is a special connection to homeless people. I see them much more differently than uh, before I was homeless, right? I can imagine, yeah. And this is a big, big problem for Denver. And What would you do about it as mayor? I will solve the problem. <laughs> How? This is like a huge issue in this race. I mean, everybody I is going to have to have a, I know. a platform. Uh, this is more than just, uh, just the homeless uh, problem. This is um, about human rights. Okay. And human rights are of fresh air and no noise and no other pollution and all that what we have in Denver. We need all these clear, proper things, you know. And um, homelessness is, is a bundle that has to do with public transportation. With transportation, that's my main to topic at all. And I want to to have um, public transportation for free, more reliable, more often, and for free, of course. And I want to finance it on the gasoline pump. We all have to pay for that. And if this is reliable and free for everybody, then Denver uh, doesn't have all the commuters and the brown cloud, I do not have to shy it away, chase it away with my boom. I, it goes away by itself because we are doing something. And I have another thing that's connected, that's road construction. We are the greatest country, I was told, but I'm sure we are the greatest pothole country. 
Okay. And um, the roads are not um, often not constructed the right way. They do not have uh, many different layers of different materials. That is a science, you know. If um, people cannot do it right, then they better ask somebody in Europe. The Italians have roads that are 2,000 years and older and are still in use. Just imagine, you know? Yeah, I mean... And connected to that is what I just um, experienced, the sidewalks. Okay, I don't mind if the sidewalks are public, mm -hmm. then the city has to be the maintenance, to do the maintenance. Uh, we have a lot of prisons and they are filled up to the ceiling. Let them do something. And especially in winter time, when the snow and the ice prevent many, many people from using the, the sidewalks, they cannot get out of their house. And, and especially um, public transportation, where you got, get on the bus, bus or out of the bus, the ice and the snow is such an obstacle, you, you cannot reach the bus because you cannot jump that high, uh, cannot jump that far and that high, you know? Yeah. And, in in Germany, okay, I didn't want to say so, but in Germany they have a service that's owned by the bus company. In the bus company is partly owned by the state, of mm -hmm. course. We have to do that here too, and we do that. Um, and they have a, a, a maintenance service that starts before the schedule starts. So when the first person enters a bus, the, the bus stop is already cleared, cleaned, and there is no danger anymore. And I would like to have it here too. Yeah, I mean, that is that is certainly a big issue. I've heard a lot of people complain about that the last few big storms we've had here. Yeah. Um, so transportation policy is big. You want free transportation. I have to ask you about the thing you said about prisons and sidewalks. Can you say again, you, you said you wanted to have prisoners come to the cities to clear off our sidewalks. Did I yes. understand that correctly? Yes. You know, when I had to pay a fine because I caused an accident with my car, I couldn't pay the fine and I had to do community work. Mm -hmm. These people who are sentenced, they owe us something. Why don't they do community work? What do you think about that? I mean, I think that's an interesting proposal, Renata. I, it's, but it's not for me to say. It's for the people no, of, of Denver to not. say. Of it's for the not. voters. Of course not. Um, can I ask you a couple of questions that we're going to ask every candidate? Now, not every candidate is going to get the same questions. We've got a bunch of these questions, but I just have a couple that I pulled off that are, that are I think, nice for you. Is that okay? Yes. Okay. Uh, Casa Bonita. Are you familiar with Casa Bonita? I know what it is, but I have never been there. Never, never ever. been there? I would love to go there. Would you like to go with me there? <laughs> Tell you what, if you win the mayor's race, we can go together. I heard that it's opening in May. So it'll that be after was quite an, It's quite a restaurant with entertainment. It's quite something. I have never heard about that. That's close to that, you know? Yeah, it's an interesting place. Would you say that it's a great restaurant or the greatest restaurant? It's very special. I yes. heard something about the food, but I do not want to say that because I didn't, I have not been there. I cannot say, you know, mm -hmm. I know it's very special. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, maybe we could go together. Maybe we'll have another conversation. Uh, I guess, yeah, no, I think actually the, if you make the runoff, then the election, the next election is in June. So it would be reopened. We could go and, and talk again. In June, Before, the, the election is in April, 4th of April. Yeah, the first round, the first round. But oh, unless yeah. you win a majority of the votes, then you'd go to a runoff. Yeah, maybe, but then you have to stand in line. Right, right. <laughs> I'm excited about the line. <laughs> Listeners know I love a line. Um, Renata, here's my other question for you. One of the current Mayor Hancock's signature policies is the urban camping ban, which has justified sweeps of our unhoused neighbors all around the city for 10 years. As mayor, what would you do about the urban camping ban? I like Michael Hancock and the work that he has been uh, has done. And um, on the other hand, I was homeless too, but I didn't have a tent on Broadway. Um, my first job would be to find out empty big buildings like churches, uh, uh, hospitals not in use, and all these big big buildings that are empty and. This has, to, uh, this has to be very soon. These um, buildings have to be used for the homeless people because it's a human right to have a roof over their head. And that's a very important thing that we have to do. Hmm. And don't ask me about finance. We, we, we throw away so much money. I don't know where, but we do that, you know, where it is not... Um, necessary and we can send a painter and and some other people to make it livable everything and then they should live there hmm. but i would um i would not give these apartments to everybody like like a shower or like something like that mm -hmm. i would set my priorities the people who are the longest time on the street they get the apartments first mm -hmm. And I would try to um, have an execute, executive order that um, homeless people are not welcome in Denver anymore because we cannot feed them, we cannot house them, we cannot pay for them anymore. I would, any, I would like to publish this, what I just said, but... Um, Doing it in reality, that's impossible. You, to, to execute an order like that? To like, to, um... That's impossible. Okay. Uh, as an, um, if you were king, you can, could do that. But a mayor cannot do that. Maybe he can, but he shouldn't. And he wouldn't, and he couldn't. Hmm. But as mayor, you would do that, you're saying. Or what are you saying? I have to call for a meeting, a town hall meeting with the homeless people. Okay. And then we have to talk because um, I am in favor of um, being in, in contact with the people. And I cannot only decide what I think and what the experts, my advisors think. I have to talk to the people who um, are the people who suffer uh, I have to talk to them too. Hmm. Okay. Sometimes they have good ideas and we didn't get to them, to I those ideas that. yet. I believe that. Um, Renata, let me ask you another question. 
It's a big question. Tell me about what Denver would look like under your administration. I want to hear your vision for the future. Like Federico Pena, a mayor here in the 80s, he imagined a great city and he made a lot of changes to downtown to bring back business and revitalize downtown. What's your vision for the city for the future? It takes a long, long time to make Denver livable. I do not mean the fancy quarters where everything is okay. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I was working Broadway, one, one end of that. It's, uh, I, one day I tried to get to the Colosseum, and not by bus, uh, by, by foot. And sometimes I got a little bus and then I was walking again and I saw that on both sides of the road, there were new constructions, new constructions, new constructions. And there was nothing that I could say, oh, this is Denver, I love it. Nothing. It was disgusting because the little houses and businesses between, they were not doing well. They knew that they would be bought out very mm -hmm. soon. And that's not it. We should stop constructing um, houses right away because these houses that are being built right now are so expensive nobody can pay for that and if you have a job and cannot pay your rent out of that that's not okay and if you need a second or a third job to survive in denver that's not okay so my vision for denver i want to do all and i want to do it better <laughs> But, you know, it's very hard. Sometimes I think, um, what is that uh, city in Texas that, that had a, a water walk, a, a canal walk? Oh, I'm not sure. Houston, maybe? San Diego? No, 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 that's not Texas. Um, Austin? I don't know. I don't know. They have a man-made water Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have a channel, mm -hmm. and on both sides are houses and hotels, shops, cafes, restaurants. I have been there, and I think that's wonderful. That can be a special center of the city. We have the Platt River, you know? Mm -hmm. We have to help him to become something like a channel. <laughs> All right. And we have to invest a lot. So where are the investors who bribe me? Uh, who wanted to do the this stuff <laughs> <laughs> okay you're you're joking i i um i hear that i just want to clarify that in case anybody's suspecting any funny business um well i think that's probably about as much time as we've got um one last question why should people vote for you because i am like them i am as poor or poorer like them i was homeless and I don't have any income, and that's why I want this job. $190,000 a year, I really need that to pay my debt and to pay my upcoming medical bills. Yeah, I, I think they should vote for me. Don't vote for the politicians who, who never met you, maybe, except in Windsor Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well, Renata Behrens, where can people learn more about you and your campaign? I don't know. I cannot, um, I could not um, 
start a campaign right now. I do not have any financial uh, matters. I, as I told you, I got 21 bucks, and I don't know whether I give that to my hair setter because I have to be beautiful for the campaign <laughs> or what to do with it. Um, I'll get an account with Searchlight, Searchlight, yeah, and um, people can donate. Please donate for me. And if you donate money to me and I cannot use it, I'll give it to the homeless people. But all right. I do not have a campaign or a website or all that stuff. I cannot. I cannot. You know, I would rather meet people and and talk to them and 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 tell them you are right and you are wrong. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Renata Behrens, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Mayoral Madness. What we hope is a 17-part interview series with all the candidates on the ballot to be Denver's next mayor. We're planning to publish these episodes each weekend leading up to Election Day on April 4th, and we'll be providing more news and analysis during the week. Subscribe to CityCast Denver and learn more about Mayoral Madness at denver.citycast.fm. We'll be back soon with even more mayoral candidates who want to lead the city.